Hi and welcome to Creatives on Speed where we talk to creative thinkers, doers and makers from all walks of life about their work and their inspirations and I'm very delighted to welcome a very good friend of mine, Dan Parry, co-founder of Tectonic where he's head of product and marketing. Hello Dan. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, so Tectonic, tell us a bit more about what you do there and other things that you do as well. Yeah sure, so um, Tectonic is a company that I co-founded with my brother and we have another co-founder too, and we are a customer research company. So um, a few years ago, when I knew you uh, back in the day, um, we had started a music tech company to help uh, musicians um, figure out how to monetize and make more money because the music industry sucks. Um, however, we also sucked at making apps. And um, But as we were making our own app, lots of people kept on asking us how to make apps. So we built yeah. them. Um, and got really good at them. But we noticed that some people, some apps were better than others. So we wanted to figure out why. And so we started talking to customers before we built things because we didn't want to spend loads of money making apps. We wanted to spend as little as possible and try and make as much profit as possible. And in talking to people before we um, built the apps, we ended up getting a lot of insights, which helped some of the apps be better than others. And we realized we liked doing that way more. Talking to people is cool. Building things is not so cool. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah um, and then so we started a company where we basically do customer research to help people make better business decisions that sounds um, really cool and really smart as well I have to say um, thank you it's so all that, my idea it, all your idea all your idea <laughs> don't, don't give your brother any credit talking about it like so when you were you guys were growing up um, like was you know it's very sort of creative business tech I think mm. people forget mm. that and because um, there's so much sort of thinking and con creative connections you have to make to make mm. things work. When you guys were growing up, what was what part did creativity play in your in your uh, in your lives? What sort of things yeah. did you get up to? Sure. So I think so. Me and my brother were, are and were very different. So whereas he is more of a studious, uh, critical thinker, I am more of a kind of <laughs> thinker. So um, I he was very into like maths and sciences and all the the typical. Um, clever people thing and I was into art and English and writing so I didn't really pay attention to what he was doing other than when we were playing video games together um, and for me typically it was yeah drawing writing writing comics uh, writing music um, yeah like coming up with film ideas um, doing all that kind of um, cre typical creative typical creative thing and yeah that's all I was doing up until I was 18 or so and then I went to university to study computer science and on the first day realized that this was not for me um I don't have a logical brain like that and I went home and told my mum and my mum was just like you've only got three years to go just just stick it out <laughs> yeah she said you've only got three years to go just do it and then you can get any job you want um I did the three years um failed miserably didn't get any job that I wanted. However, all of the learnings from the creative stuff that I'd done, um, um, doing uh, computer science, and then also I did tech support afterwards, which is how you know me, um, helped me understand and get to the point of where I am now, which is a mix of all of the things that I've done. So, yeah. yeah. So, you, I mean, you've had a bit of a, a bit of a journey to, to where you've got <laughs> to, haven't you? Um, do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, as I said, I studied computer science, failed miserably, then went into tech support and um, 
did that for a few years, uh, got really good. The dev DevOps, which is like tech support, tech support. So in the yeah, <laughs> people who help the tech support. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, got really good at that. Um, and was making lots of money and I realized very quickly that not very quickly I'd hated it the whole time but <laughs> I uh, didn't want to do that and I wanted to be surrounded by creative people um, so I took a job at an agency called LBI uh, and took a severe pay cut um, to do tech support again um, and but I told them that I wanted to be around creative people do other things and they were like yeah yeah sure um, and then it was the big I still think the recession was kind of going on so like there was always a little bit of a pause on hiring or especially unknown talent in any yeah. and I was looking at um, project management and uh, being a creative and someone was trying to get me to project management and that would have taken a dark dark turn because I'm disorganized as hell um, but the creative department um, seems to be where I want to go and I, I also did because of the background that I'm from I didn't know what copywriting was so I didn't know that there was a whole group of people that just wrote for a living. So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So I tried to do everything that I could to get in there. I wrote the tweets for the for, for the agency, uh, did lots of work with you. And um, yeah, eventually got in. I think I did a week's uh, holiday in the creative department. Yeah, that exactly. Was, that, yeah, that was amazing. And then I um, went back to IT and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. So then I, I left. I left, did some creative courses, um, came back um, as a freelancer in tech support while I tried to do some, tried to get into creative. Um, it, uh, I realized I'd been doing tech support for again, like for like seven months. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. So quit again. But then on my last day, they gave me a, a job uh, as a creative. Um, did that for at LBI for a bit and then did um, social copy as well for a bit. And then I left as my tech, as the startup was getting more traction, uh, the music tech startup was getting more traction and I wanted to do like tech stuff. And um, yeah, did that. And then, yeah, all of the things just kind of meld into one. Took some freelancing gigs while I tried to do the tech, the tech startup. And then we raised some investment and then did that for a while. And then that went ups and downs. And then one of the key things that kind of messed our music tech startup was uh, Cambridge Analytica. Um, Cambridge Analytica, um, as soon as that kind of blew up, um, we were trying to connect to all of the different platforms to give musicians the information back so that they can make better decisions. Um, and all, like Facebook locked off its API, um, wow. SoundCloud okay. and everything. So it was, um, yeah. And then we start Tectonic. I think what's really interesting about all of that it's not so much that, you know, you, you sort of did something and then you moved into something else, but every time that you've you sort of wanted to do something, there's, there's a huge amount of resilience and mm. determination that's involved in making all those moves. Mm. Um, and also a lot of self-awareness to realize that, yeah, okay, I'm getting paid a salary mm. and it's, I mean, I'm okay, but I'm, if I really want to do what I want to do, I'm going to have to mm. make a little bit of a sacrifice. Well, yeah. sometimes quite a lot of a sacrifice yes. here to do that. Yeah. And I think taking that into a startup is so important because you need the resilience, you need the determination, you yes. need to know that um, you're not going to be earning a lot of money for a, for for a, a while. Yes. And um, do you think that's all been quite valuable? I think so. I think having resilience and self-awareness is probably the one of the most critical things that you can do now and be as a person because um, 
if you don't know why you are unhappy, and conversely, if you don't know why you're happy, you're, you might not be able to replicate it or get out yeah. of it. So if, if you're like, oh, I really like this job, but I don't know why, you might not realize that there are better things out there for you. Or if you don't realize, if you realize why you don't know why you hate something and you can't figure it out, you might be doomed to repeat it. So I think having that self-awareness is always key and also helps you figure out and guide you to what you should be doing. So for example, none of us in our business think that this is going to be the be all and end all of our jobs. Like it's just what we, we like doing now other opportunities may come along. Everyone in the business is doing other things on the side because that helps infuse the business with um, energy and helps people figure out like, again, what they should be doing and who they should be. So self-awareness is just a big part of it. And then resilience is like running a startup is, is not as fun as they make it seem in the, uh, <laughs> in the, the movies, um, but I love it. And I don't think I could do anything else. I like having a varied day and um and do, and using all of my knowledge and experience to make something um i think especially with a startup 80 percent is good enough like 80 percent of anything is good enough especially in the early stages and we we forget that because when we're growing up you're taught to be excellent and if you're not excellent if you don't get an a or an a star or something then you're just not good so you're aiming for that. But most of the time in the real world, like 80% is good enough. And it will get you so much further than the people who just crash and fail and burn because they're striving for something that they don't even want in the first place. So, yeah. yeah it's also like putting, you're putting a barrier of perfection in, in, in front of yourself. Yeah. And that, yeah. that way you're never kind of going to even try. Yeah. Because no like, one's really ever going to get there. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that whole thing of done is better than perfect. Like so many people start things and never finish them just by finishing something, you're definitely going to be the 1% of the world. Like, yeah. Because most people don't. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing that I've learned from working with sort of tech uh, companies or digital agencies is the the iteration process, the f- try, fail, and fail better uh, kind yes. of thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's that thing of like, it doesn't have to be the shiny thing immediately. Mm-hmm. You can keep kind of yes. like testing, 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 yep. change, yep. tweaking. And I think that's, I just think that if you come from a, any kind of career where the, mm. the, you know, you like, you finish and that's it and you move mm. on, it's a real insight yeah, to sort of another way of working. Yeah, I and also like what we know is the people that care about the problem that you're solving care that the problem is solved and it doesn't need to look perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't even need to be working all the time. But like if the problem, if the thing that you're trying to do really solves a problem, the people that you're that really care and need that problem solved will be so grateful that the problem is solved that they don't need that shiny layer. They don't yeah. need that 20% because that 80% is more than they've already had. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fascinating. So in terms of like st- staying inspired in terms mm-hmm. of the projects you work on, what sort of things do you go to? Yeah, so it's an interesting one. I think I spend a lot of my time on Twitter. <laughs> and... Twitter is actually, if you curate it well enough, is actually very inspiring. There are, and inspiring for a number of different reasons. So there are people that I aspire to be like, um, not knowing obviously their terrible life at home, (laughs) but like the people that they present themselves to be. Um, There are lots of businesses that I like, um, books that I um, have read. There's a man called Arvid Karl, who is a, um, I think he's German, 
uh, man who started a bootstrapped business with his uh, partner and he was making um, an app for um, teachers to uh, help them coordinate their times better and teach um, students better and yeah his story has just really been inspiring and then he's now teaching people how to do that effectively oh, cool. then there's another guy um, called Paul Jarvis who's written a book called Company of One and that is a really really good book about um, I think it's something that all of your listeners will be interested in is like you may not want to grow an agency you just may want to make uh, a really good lifestyle for yourself and not have all the overheads of like managing people and like caring about why they're crying and stuff <laughs> so like how do you build a business that is designed for your lifestyle that you want and yeah he's written a really good book cool we'll, we'll link to that below so you know in terms of like go to sort of tricks or daily habits or mm -hmm. things that you do that you know things that you've really learned from a lot of these mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. um that you build into your your work day mm -hmm. yeah so i think the the interesting thing about that is when you read literature or see people you have to take it with a pinch of salt and see whether it works for your lifestyle. So oftentimes people will say, get up at 5 a.m. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for my, for my memory of working with you, um, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a seven man. Yeah, it's fine. You gotta yeah. find you gonna find your little window exactly, when, it, exactly. when you're gonna be in a good place. Exactly, precisely. So it's like, actually, reading all of the things and seeing what works for you as an individual and understand why it works for you is the critical thing because everyone's, everyone's books are basically just business cards for themselves. So like read, the, so business true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, read the business card and say, okay, how can I actually apply this? I could try this, but I know it might not work. So again, mm -hmm. it comes back to that self-awareness piece. So I think, uh, again, just really understanding what works for you, read widely um, and, and I'll try and understand why you'd like this individual or mm -hmm. why you'd like, this thing that you've read why does it resonate with you yeah and also testing I think testing yeah. something yeah, for a couple yeah. of weeks to see you yeah. know whether you like it or not yeah, and then exactly. don't do it you know like it's fine to kind of try things and go yeah that's not for me exactly. and move on so I mean that's what we try to do with faster ideas is all the blogs and information and ideas we've got out there they're not for everyone mm. you know yeah, we're not suggesting exactly. you do all hundred one yeah. like hundreds and hundreds of them yeah. you know some people resonate more with others than yeah. other ones will absolutely there's um, this concept of niche which is people think that if you try and start a niche business or a niche blog or um that you're only it's only a small got to be ever going to be a small thing but like niche is just focused you just find you can find your tribe of a, a million people and still be considered niche so like if you're um if anything that you've read may not be for everyone but it could just be for you so like any or anything that you like or want to do could not might not be for everyone it could just be for them and finding what works and testing those things and applying those things allows you to build a niche product or service or a niche lifestyle which works for you and yeah it's great i like that find your niche indeed yeah it's not just your audience either yeah. it's your niche that exactly. you fit into i like that yeah. a lot yeah. um so t have you got any particular projects that you're working on at the moment that mm -hmm. you're really excited about you want to share yeah. with us yeah sure um so um one of the projects that we're working on is um creating a series of products for early stage founders so typically um, we teach a lot uh, teach a lot about our startup concepts to early stage founders however um, the cost of our 
our full package is quite expensive and we wanted to try and figure out how to serve um, the early stage people. So we've uh, come up with a series of um, small, almost self-serve packages that allow people to be able to get the answer to the business questions that they need. Like, is this a real problem? Is this, um, how, how much should I price my product at? And um, we effectively get that profile of who you want. It's like hyper-targeted. And then we send it off to um, 50 people uh, to get the answers and then crunch the data and then send it back. So yeah, it was a, there's been lots of different permutations of it and we've tried it lots and like it's always failed before. So this is our newest iteration. And I think it feels like it's gonna be more successful, but again, we don't know if it works, it works, if it doesn't like, well, I can't we just, wait to hear more about that because, yeah. you know, there's been so many people that have, have launched, you know, online businesses, digital yeah. businesses during the pandemic um, that, you know, that sort of data is going to mm-hmm. be absolutely crucial to them. So I'm really absolutely. fascinated to see what happens with that. It's, yeah. been, it's always great catching up with you and yeah, see what likewise, you're up to. Likewise. And um, how can people find you guys if they want to find out more? Yeah, sure. So um, our company website is www.tectoniclondon.com i.e. like tectonic plates and not like tech with a h <laughs> uh, and then if you want to find me i am yo dan parry on all of the things um and i will be having my own website and blog up soon too to talk about stuff cool i look forward to that too yeah. thanks dan i hope you have a great day yeah thank you very much Bye. you too